Hello everyone, welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. It's uh, a nice round number. It's episode 70, we've done 70 of them. And it's 70? I, I'm back at 70. Holy fuck nuts. It's a big number. That is a great way to start if uh, you didn't realise who that voice was. It could only be one person that's joining me for <laughs> this uh for this episode, Rachel Silverstreeny, she's back. Hey. Hey guys, I missed you. And you know what I like about today as well is that we also have a studio audience, <laughs> despite the fact that we're not even in a studio. We gotta lean forward. You do, you have a studio audience in uh, James, who is a very dear friend of ours, uh, who is visiting all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. Say hi, James. Hi. Hi, guys. James, you have also been on fairly recently. Yes. Uh, when we talked about double indemnity, so there you go. It's a full, Damn right. it's a wonderful podcast party right now. And uh, I'm all for it. It's good, good to be here in the background, just kind of watching you guys talk about a movie and not hear what anything is being said. So that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, but that's... Got to be very fun for, for you. Oh, yeah, we appreciate... I have a very one-sided conversation here. <laughs> we appreciate the fact that you are acting as our first studio audience. So, I'm honored. Yay. So yay. cheer and jeer with the best of them. Rachel, I yes, tend love. to always give uh, you the choice of movie whenever you come on because I trust your opinions when it comes to... Aww your favorite movies or, or movies you really, really want to talk about. So what yes. is this one you have for us wow. today? This is one of my favorite, favorite Disney princess movies. It is Cinderella. Cinderella. Overrated. 19... <laughs> Somebody's just shouted the word <laughs> overrated. Um, no, to it's... Which, ne- not, I n- not necessarily disagree I say no, that but... being that it isn't one of it isn't up there with my very very favorite uh, Disney princess movies and I think I know why but I'll get on to that but yes Rachel why why is Cinderella so special to you um it just maybe it's because I'm a middle child but it just and a redheaded stepchild, but like it just it just speaks to me in so many different ways. She is this character that is cast aside. Um, her her father who loved her uh, married because of her uh, and brought in these two stepsisters for her, and then was cast aside once he passed. And they kept the house, and they kept the title, and they kept the money, and she just kind of got left aside and she just became this empowerment and this this embodiment of um, just kind of sadness and left behindness uh, that rose above everything that was her station in life and became more than what she even thought she could be. It's a story of hope. That is, it. that's a lovely point to make. A story of hope for everyone and uh walt disney's first feature movie in i think about eight years at the time um he'd been making a lot of sort of shorts and 
stuff like that during the uh, war years and just after the post-war. Uh, Cinderella, was it 1950 or 51 or something like that? Uh, 50, I believe. That, uh, yes, 50, okay, 50. That, uh, yeah, really kind of brought Disney back to making features. Um, and, you know, they're never going to have that big a gap again between making feature-length movies, I don't think. Or animated movies, I should say. Um, but, yeah, I like that it, it speaks to you as this story of hope and, you know, uh, rising above, rising from all your problems above to, uh, you know, above your station, as it were. Um, but I think what it has always kind of been missing for me is the uh, magic element of a villain. Now, obviously, it has magic in there with Fairy Godmother and all that, and it's perfect. But the reason I like Sleeping Beauty so much is because you've got Maleficent as the yes. villain. But I think that why you love uh, Sleeping Beauty is why I love Cinderella so much is the fact that the villain isn't supernatural okay. or it isn't magical. It's The villain is Lady Tremaine, and she is real and she is in the world of reality and just she's such a bitch and i mean she is a horrible so, person she she is she she is so focused on making sure that her daughters become the favor of the prince that she does not care who she steps on in order to get there and i understand that but i think that that is more of a true villainy that's, than that's any fair. sort of supernatural or magical entity that could ever exist. Like, that's yes, very she fair. has, like, yes, she has her fairy godmother, and yes, there's the whole bibbidi bobbidi boo of the whole effect. But there is this Lady Tremaine of everything that is just she can't escape it. It is her reality, and it is so prevalent in her every day that it's you, you you can't sing it away you can't get away from it and maybe, it's there every day maybe this is uh maybe this is me just thinking uh doing a bit of word association when i think disney i think magical and fantasy and stuff like that all the points you're saying are fantastic points she is a very real, true-to-life character. There are people like Lady Tremaine in the world. There's no one like Maleficent in the world. There's no one like she... Ursula in the world. Uh, or, hold your tongue. They're just... <laughs> Has, have you ever met a... <laughs> a uh, a voice-stealing plus-size model? Call, have you met what me? What do they call a sea witch? Uh, I don't know what they... She is not a witch. I mean, she is. Oh, no, she helps the unfortunate. And if she... they can't pay the price, then they don't pay the price. She... Don't you insult my favorite goddess of the sea. She is she... amazing and wonderful. She very similar to 
Maleficent turns into a very large beast towards the end mm. of the movie. That is for a later discussion. However, I think I'm that my just favorite saying. thing about Cinderella is that the villain is very real, and yeah. yet the escape from the villain is very magical. And of I course. love that because there are so many things in life that you cannot escape because they are very real. It is whether it is rent or medical bills or <laughs> your phone or or your your car payment. That is all very real things. However, there is the very magical element of escaping your problems in movies and TV shows and fandom and Comic Con and cosplay and it, it, it very much alleviates the worries of reality and that is what I think Cinderella represents for me it's it's there are so many things in life that are so going to bog you down but yet there are things that can distract you from the reality and make you enjoy life for what it is and find the magical abilities and the everyday there is certainly a lot more depth to Cinderella than uh, potentially first thought. It's very, it's interesting to, to, to think about Cinderella in that way, really, when compared to a lot of the other uh, Disney princess movies. Especially the when they all came out at the same time. Yeah, it is, um, it is very much focused, like all the magic happens directly to the princess herself um which doesn't really happen so much like directly to them like you think of um snow white the magic's all the villain sleeping beauty the magic's all the villain really it affects aurora but you know um i suppose little mermaid's a mermaid so yes, but it's some also... sort of Yes, but uh, Little Mermaid was also like 38 years after this movie came out. Well, yes, that's true. But I, I, I'm just comparing Disney princesses right now. Yes, well, uh, okay, so, so the I classic those, princesses. Those old three. Um, okay, so, so Aurora and Cinderella and Snow White. Snow White was the very first, and her, um, her villain was her stepmother which was very much in tune with uh, Walt's uh, situation growing up. Uh, his mother died, his father remarried, and he never understood why or what the whole thing was about, and he acted it all out with Snow White. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, Sleeping Beauty came across, and it was very much like, a, oh, well, if I sleep through this issue, um, if I ignore it... Um, it's just going to become a great, greater problem. And then Cinderella came about and it was very much like, oh, well, my stepmother is the reality. And in order to get past her, I need this magic of my imagination. And it, 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 it just kind of encapsulated all of what Disney was going to become after that. Um, and it's, uh, it's probably one of my favorite gateway movies into the rest of Disney of what was going to come of, of the magic and the mystics and, um, and dealing with the mix of reality versus magic and 
wanting to face or not face your own problems. Like, do you think that's also because of what you said about it being uh, somewhat personal to Walt as well? The fact that it would be such a good gateway. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Um, Walt was very much uh, a believer in living out your own realities through magic. Um, you can literally see the physical embodiment of that at Disneyland. Um, he created that for his children and as an extension for himself. And it is just one of the most amazing things that you can relate to because at a base level, it's what you wanted as a child. Um, you want that comfort. You want that mysticism. You want that belief in there is going to be a rainbow at the end of every storm. You want the happy ending. Uh, you want, you know, the bad guy to die. You want the good guy to prevail. And it just, it just embodies that self in the land that he built in his own name in Anaheim and represents itself through the entire catalog of movies that existed while he was alive. This is exactly why I love talking about Disney movies with you, because you bring such a, I don't know whether it's a unique or maybe it's just this in-depth knowledge and the love, the the lifelong love of Disney that you have, um, that you have that you have all these thoughts and all these analysis that I I wouldn't think too much on, because you know movies like this for me they're fun movies, uh, they're fun for everybody to watch. They have and they have their simple little messages in them, but when you do take this you know you go down this extra layer and even further like when we were when we talk about what it might have meant to walt but even at this sort of second layer of cinderella very much being a movie about escapism and um you know escaping from trauma and problems at home and having this magical experience that allows you to improve your life. And obviously in, in the movie, that's directly, that's, you know, in the real world of the movie, that magical experience happens. Um, well, there's, yeah, there's also that, and there's this amazing balance of, especially with like the old Disney princesses and the old fairy tales that Walt had converted into his cartoons that were the old German folk tales. And mm -hmm. the, they, they used to be told to kids not as a way to get them to fall to sleep, but as a way to scare them into... Being it, good children. In, into a, into a, a obedience. Um, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you've ever watched... Uh, into the woods and not the movie version with uh james corden it like the, the 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 live adaptation of of stage with bernadette peters and um oh god it's so good it's made in the 70s um but it basically tells the whole story of cinderella about how you know the wicked stepsisters you had actually hacked off their toes and their heels in order to fit into 
the glass <laughs> slipper and were only discovered because of the blood pooling out of the slippers. It is a very dark tale. Yeah, that, that, Disney seems, had... that seems right for German like... folk tales. Oh, yeah, Germans. Uh, <laughs> but it all very, like, encapsulates the whole, like, attitude of, like, this righteous upper-classmanism. Thank you. That... Um, is em embodied and and just like sought after in these original Disney fairy tales that the upper class are everything that you want them to be and everything that you want your life to be and if you can't obtain that then you do everything in your power to sneak your way in there so like Disney and and Cinderella like is just one of the most amazing kind of views into the whole like subject oh, fuck what's the word uh, <laughs> it's like the dumbing down of mm -hmm. uh the grim fairy tales of yeah uh like, Simp simplifying thank you uh it's, it yeah. simplifies and it, it just it just compresses the message of thank you watered down it waters down the 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 story of wanting to become who you are but like in the disney version it's all about the fact that cinderella who does not have another name in this no um falls in love with the prince and they have this beautiful song called um uh is this love <laughs> are you gonna sing for us oh jesus christ no i said merchandise <laughs> for a reason <laughs> um, I was excited that I thought you were going to sing <laughs> Nobody wants me to sing um, I do Everybody know. does People um, that the I studio audience wants you to sing They the, stu the, the studio audience are clamoring for your singing the, the studio audience is mocking me um, I believe it's uh, is uh if this is love um yeah okay um but it's it's sung while cinderella and prince charming are dancing yeah um at the ball and it's just this beautiful moment of them looking into each other's eyes and dancing and you really don't actually see them talking no um, that's typical though usually isn't it is it um yeah for, oh, for, for, so, the, for, for, for a Disney princess movie. It's, it's so this is love. Um, and it's, it's just them dancing in these beautiful costumes. And uh, the prince has come home from war and he's kind of like, you know, like, oh, dad, I just, I just want to take a shower and go to bed. But the, the king wants him to like, you know, greet these princesses and these noble ladies and find an heir because what? parent doesn't want their child to procreate um especially a king well yes especially a king um with a son who's gonna carry on the name and heir and it's just very so important fucking patriarchal it's, um, it's very important to uh to to the king uh, that you know names names get carried on we can't discount the importance of family lines and dynasties uh, in as, the world of as, Cinderella. 
as an Italian, I understand this. However, um, my first name is Jewish, and that is a matriarchal <laughs> society. So I don't really give a flying F about patriarchal societies <laughs> and passing down names or whatever. You're going to pass down the beliefs and the systems and the, you know, the, uh, just the, just the family feeling through whatever family you denounce is yours and it just I don't understand it like I personally do not want children I don't care if I birth them I don't care if I have them but I love kids and I want to foster all of the nieces and nephews I can and that's how I'm going to further my family's traditions is through my friends and family's children is to I think that's a fantastic way I think right. that is a fantastic way. And that is things. what I think uh, just kind of like embodies the movie of Cinderella is the fact that she does not have a family to carry on her traditions, her beliefs. She has the mice who she loves and yeah. dresses. She has, you know, Jacques and Gus Gus, who is <laughs> Octavius. And it's one of my favorite things of Disney knowledge I ever passed down is the fact that Gus Gus's name is actually Octavius. Um, and she has, you know, Bruno the dog and Lucifer yeah. is the cat, which is so, so traditional. Um, I mean, it's also, has... it's also cruel because cats are not the devil as much as people would like to believe they are. No, but that fucking cat is. Well, that oh cat, my God. yes, is, is a horrible cat i just think lucifer the cat gives cats a bad name and i don't like that yes but also then disney does come out with the aristocats which is i mean a completely that is different true view on cats which will be discussed later however um <laughs> it, it cinderella does grant me one of my favorite quotes which is lucifer come here <laughs> um and i say that every time something goes wrong um, because I feel like I am summoning Lucifer, the devil himself, to come by I mean, my side and stop sure. screwing with my life. Um, but the cat is so perfect. He is so devilish and so just like this minion outside of Lady Tremaine who is so, I don't want to say evil because she doesn't seek out to destroy Cinderella. It just happens to be... One She's of just very pastimes in order to gain access for her daughters. She's a very cruel she, person. Well, she is, but she's also, but she does. She's not cruel for cruelty's sake. She's not no. like. She's not like bored and has nothing else to do and is like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck with Cinderella. She's like, my daughters are going to this ball. Yeah. And Cinderella is yeah. way more beautiful and way more talented than Anastasia or Drizella. So I want to knock her out of the running to distract. Like, I don't want her to distracting the prince from, like, possibly falling in love with one of my daughters who are absolutely not as attractive. <laughs> so she just knocks Cinderella out and just makes her daughters, you know, like, puts a target on her like a laser pointer yeah. for a cat. Yeah. And and the girls just destroy her. Um, 
But she doesn't just like, she's not just like laying around the house and it's like, you know what I haven't done in a while? I haven't fucked with Cinderella. Let's screw with her. Let's see what I can do to like mess up her day. Like she's not just like laying around and just like, oh, what can I do? She has like a very, she's very cold and calculated and like it can't hold that against her because if she was a man, nobody would put it against her. I mean, I suppose that is that is a look, that is a very fair point. I will give Lady Tremaine this as well, is that she has a fantastic voice. Oh, uh, I don't know who so the voice good. actor is, but uh, I really like him. I really like uh, the voice actor's work with with Lady Tremaine. But that is also yeah a very fair point. She is a, a calculated villain. Um, who is, who may be, you know, selfish and sort of single-minded, but not necessarily. I don't think she's well, selfish. selfish, I selfish think, I think from her own daughter, for her own daughters. I think that she is, I think she wants to preserve the lifestyle that she is used to. Like, she's, she's not going to sacrifice her own daughters for it. She's going to, I think that she would sacrifice herself for her own daughters but I think that she's going to sacrifice anyone else in their path in order to make sure that her daughters are successful. And I do not fault her for that. Are you saying that Lady Tremaine and the King would make a fantastic couple? I, I think that Lady Tremaine and the King are two peas in a pod. I will say I this about the King as well. Is that, of course, um, you, I mean, this was potentially expected for those who are very familiar with the character of of uh, the king, Prince Charming's father in uh, Cinderella, is that he has a huge moustache. Oh, it's so good. It's almost and, as good as Sam Elliott's. Uh, I mean... It's 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 almost an animated representation of a Sam Elliott or Kurt Russell mustache. Mm, that's very true. And it, it is does he, kind does he belong of perfect. In the hall? Of course he does. Why on earth would I bring up the fact that he has a glorious mustache if the king from Cinderella <laughs> does he have a name? I don't know. Uh I believe he does uh hold on one second let me see if i can google it uh we're coming up with his name if he doesn't have a name the king from cinderella he's going in the mustache hall of fame applause yay (laughs) well done well done the king from cinderella we don't know your name sorry uh the king will also behave mercilessly against the tremaine and result what He's not. He's not got a name. He's not got a name. I don't think he's got a name. No, the king. The king. Well done, the king. Voiced by Luis van Ruten. Oh, okay. There you go. Apparently, get all the trivia Um, knowledge you want. This is the person to go to if you want Disney (laughs) trivia knowledge. Rachel, you are that person. But but Prince Charming is honestly not that charming. Uh, he literally <laughs> says, I think, like five words. Uh, well, is that more or it? less than uh, Prince, uh, whatever his name is, in Snow White? 
Uh, fair. Um, Bec- oh, actually, he does sing a little bit, doesn't he? He does. In Snow White. It's a yeah. stupid uh, one song song. Prince. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sorry, I've been Roger. drinking tonight. <laughs> Roger, Prince, Prince Roger. <laughs> Prince. Uh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Could be anyone. The Prince uh, from Snow White. This is how bad of characters the princes are in these movies. Well, Nobody I mean, knows to be the fair, names. the princesses are not that filled out either. Um, but at least we know their names. It's very, very true. Although, do you know how many people still refer to Sleeping Beauty as Sleeping Beauty and not Princess Aurora? I mean, um, up until I watched Sleeping Beauty, I didn't know she was called Aurora. Right? But I wa- But then I watched Sleeping Beauty and know now that she's called Aurora. Well, so... the prince from... Uh, Snow White is uh, Prince Florian. Florian? I mean, that's a fancy name. Yeah, it sounds like something a dentist made up. Um, Florian. Florian. Sounds Florian. like something out of Harry Potter. Florian Fortescu, the ice cream maker in Harry Potter. The there ice cream maker. <laughs> yeah, sounds like somebody who, like, you know, hands out toothbrushes. Florian. <laughs> um, is that just because you're associating it with the word fluoride oh absolutely florian um, the fluoride here's your toothpaste prince florian of fluoride prince florian's mouthwash company <laughs> oh that's just making teeth life. whiter since 1850 swish and spit or 1750 um, or whenever the hell the fantasy land of cinderella is supposed to be in european history i don't know i would <laughs> Well, we're not even talking about that's not even Cinderella. That's the Snow White Snow prince. White. No, but one of he my doesn't even things, have white teeth. One of my favorite things about Cinderella is the fact that she is kind of like, kind of sassy in her own right. Oh yeah, like, you know the 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 clock rings and she goes, "Oh that clock," and she has this <laughs> whole song about how she's like, "Ugh, fuck you," um, and then she. Has, I mean, like, that these, would be. That would oh. be incredible if Cinderella had a song that was just that. If she I'd, just I'd be woke down up, for it. heard the clock, and just like flipped it off and like went back to bed. That would be that. That is my princess. Hardcore. Remake the live action. Remake the live action <laughs> remake from 2015 because you know we'll end up cycling round again. Well, I mean, pretty to be, soon. To be so fair, just redo it like that in a very very heavy R rated way. Actually, uh, we had this whole talk about what the best uh, Cinderella remake was, and uh, hands down, it is absolutely Ever After. Ever and not After. Just, and not just because one of my favorite people in the entire world plays the prince in the uh, musical readaptation. Uh, it is phenomenal. If you ever get to see it, go see it. And uh, it's so good. But like, Ever After just kind of, like, takes Cinderella and, like, makes her this, this badass, like, anti-authoritarian, 
equilibrium, like equilibrium, like she's just, she's just so great. She just doesn't care like who you are or what you are, what you believe in. She's just equal rights across the board and just this badass about all of it. And I mean, she befriends, you know, uh, uh, just everyone and she's just so great and I mean it's it's a really beautiful movie but the Cinderella Disney adaptation yeah is just she befriends the weakest of characters the ones who cannot defend themselves the mice the dog mm -hmm. in the house who, Bruno um, and she just constantly is defending them and just caring for them and you just you can't help but care for a character that sees the weakest characters and takes care of them because there are so many people that are just out for themselves in this world that forget about the people beneath them or the people that have made them who they are in order to get where they are. And Cinderella yeah. cares for the mice and she names them and clothes them and if there's somebody else that's lost, like Gus Gus, that gets discovered along the way, she brings them into the fold and she makes sure that they're cared for and taken care of. And it's really beautiful. Absolutely. Can she can sing. Um, I happen to really enjoy the 2015 live action Cinderella. Um, I am not one that has, uh, you know, watched all the live action remakes. Um, but I would firmly put that one as my favourite of the well, ones Willie that James I've seen. Is kind of amazing. Um, I mean, Richard Madden's in it, which helps. <laughs> um, and you get, and yes, Lily James as, uh, yeah. Um, but I like in that one how it expands a lot of what's going on. It's, it's, essentially a straight adaptation but it adds more it's not like something like um you know some of the other cinderella type movies that are very very loose adaptations um which is fine there's nothing wrong with that i just like that uh this one obviously being from disney again and um but the fact that it that it adds more gives the is actually something to do so you actually care about some sort of relationship um because sometimes it, it does feel i mean snow white does this especially especially well um in the fact that it's just like oh oh you've turned up oh yes you're the best thing in the entire world that i've seen for one second and now i'll go and you know live in the house in the woods and then oh i'm in a glass case now it's the end of the movie oh look who's turned up again for three seconds well it it all just kind of displays like a woman's role in a man's life and in her own life um is you can you can be what you want before a man shows up and then once a man shows up you fill every need that he has and if you're not filling that need what what are you and so it's this whole very, like, patriarchal view of womanhood and, you know, uh, if, if 
you know, it, it, it's like a, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there, does it really fall? It doesn't make a noise. Like, I don't know. Like, if a woman's there, like, does she really serve a purpose if it's not for a man? Like, um. But that's why I like the, the, the remake is because right, you that's, actually that's, get some sort of relationship well, that re builds relatively nicely. Well, that's what I was talking about with my friend. Uh, my friend is uh, Tim Rogan. If you don't know who he is, Google him. He is amazing. He is disgustingly attractive. He is amazingly talented. Um, I love him with my whole heart. Um, but he plays uh, the prince in Ever After uh, for the musical uh, that I got to see in Atlanta. And he is phenomenal and he is just like the most wonderful person in the entire world I love him so much um but he all we had this whole discussion about the prince's role in ever after like it is not his story it's Danielle's story um it is Cinderella's story it is you know he he plays this role of the prince who finds this female who is so amazing and so wonderful and just so curious and headstrong and um, just embodies everything that the Renaissance um, embodies and he doesn't know what to make of it but he is intrigued and you know is curious about it but he doesn't want to stifle it um, he wants he, he he adores it and he wants to discover more about it and it's this equal part of, you know, the, the prince versus the princess of, you know, both being strong and both being opinionated and having these views on the world and being able to come together and having this mutual respect for each other. And that's not really achieved a lot in or represented a lot in a lot of Disney movies. It's very much one-sided. It's, yeah. It's it's what can the female provide for the male character or yeah. you know um in Beauty and the Beast it's very much like oh the you know Belle provides this philosophical view versus like the male view of the beast which is like kill first ask questions later and mm -hmm. it's, you know finding the balance in that but like it's very rare to find both opinions represented so beautifully in an entire story as Cinderella, which is the adaptations that have grown from this yeah. story um, that is just so beautifully represented, especially in, in this cartoon adaptation. Like everything is just, it's, it's, it's so simple, but it's, it's so deep. Like the, you know, the, the cartoons are so simple, simplistically drawn, but when you look beneath and you, you really delve into the story of, you know, caste and class and you know um land ownership and marriage yeah. and society like it just it 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 just it breaks apart things so wonderfully and so sadly and so beautifully that just the deeper you dive the more you actually get to see of what existed in this you know 17th 16th 18th century view of all of these amazing characters and, and, and what life really was. And, you know, the, the, the mystical, uh, you know, ability that you can rise above your station and find true love. And this mm -hmm. prince that, 
you never met, but you get to, you know, put on a special gown and these glass slippers and this fairy godmother grants you this amazing ability to one night just embody everything that you wish you were um, and go meet the love of your life. It really fucks with girls <laughs> for the rest of their yeah. lives. It really, really does. Um, um, as little girls, we see this and then we chase that the rest of our effing lives. I mean, so screw you, Disney. I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, I guess that's kind of, you know that's kind of why the the remakes that either ex expand on it or are very different in their adaptations and obviously show very much uh, an actual relationship are you know very uh, enjoyable for you because they actually make some sort of sense. And yeah, when you are watching, there can be some sort of relatively questionable messages in, in certain older uh, Disney movies that if you're watching a lot as a formative uh, young woman in particular, I think. Um, but I, I don't think it's just, I, I don't think it just formulates issues. young women. I think it formulates just youngsters in general yeah like, i i think as a young boy if you watch this and you're like oh cool so if i see a girl in rags like mm, she might be cool if she dresses up like that's, that's right. also a very fair point maybe that's maybe like, uh, maybe this is just because it's so far away and i'm not trying to make myself you know sound all high and mighty but maybe that's just because it's so far away from what i think and have ever thought when it comes to that sort of stuff well um right. but that also it doesn't like these... almost affect me like that i mean to to be fair you also weren't a child in the 50s when this no came out. but I like was, i was still a very... child once right but it but it also affected your father and your uncles and any male that you looked up to in your childhood and it could affect the way that, you know, they spoke to you about females. And it, it just, it, it's such an amazing trickle down effect that you may not even know that it existed. I like how you assume that there was any conversations had between <laughs> me and any member of my family about any sort of female. I'm not saying I'm not saying direct. I'm saying it could be <laughs> indirect. It could be it could be the way that you witnessed them treating another female or the way yeah. that you heard them talk about someone or like it it's 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 very subtle the way that you get an impressioned as a child. Um and as a female we get raised on Disney and classic movies and stuff like that. So it's very much a, oh, so I should be observant and obedient and quiet. And obviously, I, I apparently did not get that memo. Um, <laughs> Nor should you have. Well, no. But, like, there's, there's this very, you know, very, very small society of, like, this is what a woman should be and this is how a woman should beh behave and react. And I saw that and I was like, okay, cool. That's one way, but what's the other way? And then, you know, you know, I, I, the, the Renaissance of Disney came about and it was 
you know, but daddy, I love him from Ariel mm -hmm. and Mulan cutting her hair off and taking her, her, her elderly father's place in war and becoming a fucking general. She is not a princess. She is a general in an army in China. And like all of these amazing, like powerful female characters that just like developed after time for through Disney and it just it became this amazing outlet for these young girls who you know have have dealt with getting this this female oppression put on them at generation after generation and just not knowing what to do with it and having you know like you know this this female empowerment gig from uh, you know, the, the Spice Girls and all of yeah. that stuff in the 90s and it's like you don't know what to do with yourself and it just it, it, it exploded all over Disney and it just became this thing that it wasn't really spoken about. It was just acted out. Yeah. And Cinderella was the first one to just kind of be like, this is what I want, you know? Like, I'm, I'm going to do this and if it's if it's just... You know, until midnight, until the clock strikes 12. And if it's because my fairy godmother lets me know that it's okay, I'm going to do this. Like, I want to go out. I want to go against my stepmother's wishes. I want to put on the ball gown and go live. I want to, you know, have the support of my friends who are willing to turn themselves from mice into into coachmen or into, yeah. into horses and my my dog Bruno into a horseman like I, I I want I want to experience everything that life has to offer me even just for a moment yeah if I can't experience it all the time and that is I think the magic that is Cinderella and I I, lo I love, love that. it for that I love that I this I just I just really enjoy watching you and listening to you talk about this uh about all all of this that we have uh, we've been talking about because you're so, it's so interesting to hear um from you when it's whenever you're talking about anything to do with disney but you're putting this extra this fully you know necessary emotional and real life level onto it that is there it's undoubtedly it's undoubtedly oh. there when I you... almost started crying talking about it because it's just it, it 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 draws up all these emotions that you didn't even know existed and just because it 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 yeah you you don't realize that that is that 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 it, it embodies characteristics that you didn't know that you were carrying around your entire life um, of obedience and and conformity and. Um, and obviously, almost. Obvi and obviously it's not necessarily like people can grow up watching these movies and watching older movies and I mean hell look at this show right this show is literally about older movies it doesn't mean we're all stuffy and have um, you know a mindset from the, from the 40s because clearly we don't it's very true However, I would give my eye teeth uh, to live back in the 50s. I mean, aside from the racism and oppression. and Aside from everything, I would live um, in the 50s, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> aside, if I could, aside, if, if, aside from all if the I real life. Pleasantville. Ugh. 
I mean, a fictional version of the 50s would be quite nice. Well, I, if I could live in Pleasantville with the heels and the pearls and the husband who adored me and the children that were wonderful and, I mean, no sexism, racism or any of that, like, I would give it up in a heartbeat. I'm I mean, fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the kids. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, disagree. Yeah, no, I don't want the kids. I would maybe go 60s, but again, without the racism. Mm all the sexism, all the political tension, or any of the actual bad stuff that really dominated the whole reason we actually look fondly back on some uh, elements of, of, of that era. So maybe that wouldn't work. Maybe I should be just happy living when I am living. You're a white male. You've got it fine throughout the entirety of history. You're I fine. am not disagreeing <laughs> with that fact. I am just saying I don't want to see it. Is that not okay? That's that's very true. Um, Thank I, you. I, I, I will say that I miss the dresses of the 50s. But, um, what? Who, who says you can't wear one? Oh. Who says no, you just... can't... Who says... You can't go out wearing a dress like it was 1953. You could if you wanted to. Nobody is going to arrest you. That is very true. Unless you're doing it now when you're drunk. Well, it's almost one o'clock in the morning, so no one would arrest me, I'm guessing, but... Um, drunk and disorderly. But I wouldn't care because Cinderella told me I could. Cinder, yeah, say that, say that, that's just what you're going to say. Any police officer that uh, stops you and saying, excuse me, miss, what's going on here? Cinderella told me I could. He can't, you know, they can't, uh, they can't argue with that. Oh, so, that would uh, be the best, like, reprieve in a mental hospi hospital I've ever wanted. Oh, that just sounds so wonderful. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, 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 I would do that. I mean, not, maybe, I mean, I would go out dressed like it was the, you know, late 60s or the 70s. Oh, uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody. You, and then you know, people, you people know, look at me. People look at me being all like, what's he got on? Let's arrest him for being uncool weird. and weird. Yeah. And then it's just like, no, I'm just doing this. You can't arrest me for that. You know, one of my favorite things about the uh, the Cinderella from the uh, 50s is that they made a sequel, like, 40 <laughs> years later. Well, that was a thing that happened it, with Disney in the 90s. Right, but, like, it, it, it made Drizella, or I'm sorry, it made Anastasia, like, a likable character. It just I mean, turned that's her not, no. and her motives and, like, it it showed that somebody who was raised in like this toxic environment could come around and just be this really likable character who discovered what was right and wrong on her own and you know um was further, a really good person further shows how uh nasty lady tremaine was mm, is what you saying just, she was a product of her time, I think. She perhaps. She, she just she it, it was all she knew. Like she was raised to believe that a female was the only thing a female could do was to raise the status of the male that she was 
associated with. And so she wanted to have her daughters be associated with the highest ranking male in the kingdom. And so she wanted them to be, you know, married to the prince. And if they couldn't do that, then it was the highest ranking male beyond him. Um, and so when, uh, actually in Cinderella 2, um, Anastasia goes on to fall in love with, like, a king's guard, I think. Um, what? The studio audience Shut is up. getting involved. Yeah, James is, James is saying that's not canon. Um, <laughs> because it was Kingsguard. Apparently. Um, who but she, who she falls, falls in love? Does she fall in love with She does. She Barristan's legitimately like, cares about this man who is not of high rank, um, who she really just wants to spend the rest of her life with. And it's like the sweetest thing ever. But her mom is against it, and it's this terrible thing to her. And Cinderella just, you know, wants to support her and being happy. And it's really, really sweet because she's supporting this person who made her earlier life complete hell. Um, and it, it just shows the power of, you know, females being able to get over bullshit that they put upon each other. People can change, Rachel. People can change. People can change sure. for the better. I some mean, people I, can't. I, some people can't. But some, some people no, can. No, everyone can. Some people choose to be able to do that. That's, that's also a better way of putting it. I think that everyone can change. I don't think that everybody wants to because they become complicit in what they know and what they are. And it makes... For sad realities for some people. Well, instead of talking about sad reality, why don't yes. we begin to wrap up, lighten it all yes. up a bit? Rachel, what's your favourite song in this movie? So this is love. It's okay. just this beautiful reality. Like, she she's never known... She hasn't known adult love because her father passed away so young... So she doesn't really know, like, what paternal love is or what, you know, familial love is, um, which is something so foreign to me because I grew up in a, a massive Italian family and it was just hoisted upon you whether you wanted it to be or not. Thrown in your uh, face. <laughs> uh, very it, much. Take it all. Just let me love you. It's very much how I approach you. It's let me love I mean, you. Let yeah. me force my love on you. Just accept my love. Uh, and my hugs and my and I run away I and I run away like the scared British person. But I don't oh. let you because you know I love you and it's it's very persistent and it's very genuine. That's um, also very damaging psychologically. No, I don't care. I love you. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but but so this is love is very much like this this awakening of. Oh my God, like I, this is a connecting of souls and I, yeah. I, so, so this is love. I, and I can fly like it's this, it's, it's this whole like uplifting, wonderful song. And, um, I absolutely love it, but I also love, I mean, how do you not love Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo? Um, I mean, obviously it's, 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 it's the this, obvious one. It's so full of hope and just wonderful uplifting a beatness, um, and also and it, I feel like that is my mother. 
It yes, is the catchiest I, song in the I movie. don't know about the catchiest one because I think um, the one that the mice sing while they're I sewing mean, her dress is I mean, yeah, amazing. Um, that but might I also, actually be the best. But I also feel like my mother is actually a fairy godmother in disguise. Um, she very much looks like her. She's very short and and round and just full of love and happiness and hope and she's Does she wear a wonderful. hooded cloak? No, but I'm going to make her one for <laughs> oh, Yes. She legit should be employed by Disney. Um absolutely. Uh she is just wonderful and she just loves kids and loves hope and love and she's just wonderful and sweet and Mark Ellis loves her, so that tells you oh, everything well, you need to know. Yeah, no, no, um, it does. I trust she, trust she makes, anyone that that man loves. It's very true. She makes amazing brownies, um, but she is just wonderful. And I I think Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo is just kind of one of those things of seeing things for what they are and seeing things for what they can be and encouraging them to be what they can be. Um, yeah. Um. As f- as for oh. Cinderella's opening song, which is A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, why oh. is it so bad compared to other Disney Princess solo songs? It's it not, is, though. I think it's the I think it's the most real song. But it's Disney so Princess not sings. fun to sing. I like having something what are you fun to sing. About? I don't is, like singing it that not, song. It may not, <laughs> because it makes you feel things? No, not, no, because it's boring. It's oh. dull. It's boring. I would not... rather sing Once Upon a Dream 70,000 times before a dream is a wish your stupid heart makes. Stupid slow. It's a slow song. It's a I'm sorry, I'm upsetting you. It's a boring song, and it's the worst Disney princess solo song of all of them, ever. I can't say that. I don't think I've know a lot of them. It makes my heart so sad because it's it's it's. I think it's one of the truest songs that any Disney princess sings, aside from just around the. Oh, I agree. I agree with Um, that. Which is not a Disney princess song because Pocahontas is not a Disney princess. No, she's At a real all. human being. Well, yes, she is a real human being, but she's also a chiefess. Um, she, uh, that's also true. Yes. Um, but A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes is actually one of the realest songs that Disney has ever released. Um, a Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. When you're fast asleep in dreams, you will lose your heartache. Like it's 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 just so genuine and so heartfelt, and you can sing it, and it there's you know there's birds singing. Honestly, um, I have to say this, um, Cinderella made me discount and make me disappointed in my adult life more than any other movie because I wanted woodland creatures to come and clean my room and do my chores so much that I would sing um, and then I realized that they wouldn't come because I can't sing. (laughs) I think I actually scared them away for miles. (laughs) I mean, that's also a Snow White thing, though. 
Snow White mm. likes to do that a lot. I mean, to be, to be fair, that's every Disney princess. Uh, Have I told you what uh, I want my yes. what I want the next Disney princess to be? So uh, a, a woodland creature itself who sings to humans and makes them no. clean up their nest. For the longest time, I wanted the next Disney princess to be a plus size Disney princess. Okay. Uh, however, I have retracted that. Ooh. And I think that the next Disney princess should be tone deaf oh. and can't sing. Hmm. But she's like a badass beat poet or rapper. <laughs> like she I mean, can't she can't sing. But I she can't is see Disney an doing amazing poetess. Okay. Or rapper. And she just has to get these rhymes out and just like that's how she expresses herself. Like she can't sing. Like it literally is like Fiona in Shrek, but like a step above that. Like it's not that she just can't sing. It's that she has this other level to her that Fiona makes her can sing in Shrek. Kind of very hits... well. Yeah, and then she hits high notes and makes <laughs> birds' heads explode. And yeah, no. Yeah, because I it's understand. that good. Because it's that good. She si sings the high note that good that the bird's head explodes from the vibrations. And, it's, no, uh, it's, it's no, no, it's, no, it's, it's good. It's no, sharp. no, no, no. I don't care. No, it's very good. See, I, I Fiona I, might I, be the I best appreciate. singer of them all. Oh. oh. <laughs> Okay. Fiona oh. might be the best singer of them all. A dream is a wish your heart makes. While it may be a very, and I agree, maybe a very true, real song, uh, is not my favourite song because it's not catchy and I can't sing it. And I can sing a lot of the other ones that are more so catchy. I need something what's that's your, Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. All right. Which is like kind of one. creepy, and Prince Philip steals half of it. At least there's a duet going on. <laughs> I also at least, like... At least there's a male singing with it. No. I said at mm. least there's a duet. And mm. also, also, mm. um, How Far I'll Go from Moana, because Moana's my favourite Disney movie. So there. Okay. Is that not always? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the best acceptable? Disney movie. To be fair, the best Disney movie ever made was Ember's New Groove, but okay. Um, <laughs> sure. It's true, and I will fight you until the death. I, David I do Spade not, and Patrick I know Warburton are gods. And, oh, I'm screw you Eartha Kitt is in that movie and she had a three way with uh wait what <laughs> sorry they started talking Star Wars uh, Eartha Kitt is a goddess I mean she is I completely agree with that and she's in a Disney movie and I she love is. her for that she is Rachel is there anything else you want us you, you have to say about Cinderella before we wrap up this episode. About Cinderella? Um, about Cinderella? Yes. About anything? Do you want to... Well, uh, yes. Okay, so Cinder Cinderella is as much about the peripheral characters as it is about the main characters. Um, the main characters wouldn't get anywhere without Gus Gus and um, 
and Lucifer and Bruno and Jacques. Like, it, it, they, it, she gets locked in a tower and she gets freed by the mites. Like, you are nothing without the people that you associate yourself with. So if you associate yourself with assholes, you're not going to get far. If you associate yourself with good people and hard workers, you're going to just fucking soar. So find the people that believe in you. Find the people that are going to lift you up and do anything that they can for you and do the same for them. Because if you don't, you're not going to get anywhere in life. You're just going to sit and be sad and have dreams that go nowhere. So find the people who believe in you, find the people who believe in your dreams and believe in them and believe in their dreams. And you're going to lift yourself up. Um, it's going to be a really good life if you do that. And if you don't, then it's going to be real sad. Well, that is a very positive way to end, I think, for everybody that can go out and find those people in their own lives. I would like to make the last point that this has been very interesting for me as an entire discussion because it has been with one person that thinks a whole lot about what's going on in these movies and me who just kind of watches them and likes to be entertained even though Rachel's scathing looks at me when I uh, when I say um, once upon a dream when I say I like once upon a dream not because a man sings but simply <laughs> because I find it a catchier song I don't think I don't care about anything other than catchiness in this situation no. I would just like to you, make that perfectly mm, clear Morgan you are a marketer's dream but Once Upon a Dream is a beautiful concept. I'm not going to discount that. However, Cinderella does, does hold a very beautiful spot in my heart. And that has been made very clear in this episode. And I have loved having you on for episode 70. Again. 70. It's been 70 of them. 70. We'll, be hitting, we'll be hitting 100 before you know it. It'll be insane it'll be silly 75 is coming up though so um i don't know i haven't even started to think about what could possibly happen for a hundred but i know i'd want to do something stupidly huge and overly elaborate that probably wouldn't be possible but you know we'll see if i'll help out wherever i can because i believe in you and i love you that's why we love you here Rachel, and it's a wonderful podcast. Is there anything you want to uh, plug, talk about, or anything like that before we go? Uh, follow this podcast. Follow uh, movie yeah. schmodown or movie trivia schmodown. Uh, come see me at all of the live events. I will be there. I'll be in New York. Um, I probably won't be in Orlando, but I will be in uh, Phoenix. Um, but just support the things you love. Just yeah. if, if you like something, just support it. Throw, some, throw a little bit of money at it. Throw some likes. Retweet. Do whatever you can to support them. Honestly. Actually like, throw the likes as well. Like throw them yeah. physically. Pick throw something them. up. Pick something up. Say, I like that and throw it at it. Make your love physical and abusive. I kid. Um, abusive. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I kid. I kid. <laughs> 
My abuse comes in the form of forceful <laughs> hugs, which uh, Morgan can actually attest to. I uh, can <laughs> attest to. It's terrifying. But wonderful. But also terrifying. <laughs> Guys, no, so- uh, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Google Podcasts, the rest of them. Uh, leave those five-star rating reviews on the Apple Podcast. Check out Morgan Hasn't Seen, which is the other show on this podcast feed with me and Janine. Uh, which where I will we be appearing on. Which you can for sure appear on. We, we haven't had guests on the show uh, so far, but that's we, we have guests on this show. Who's to say we can't have guests on Morgan Hasn't Seen? I'll be no the one, first. No one, no one, no one's saying. Rachel's insisting that she's, she's the first. Um, yeah, <laughs> what else can you do? You can check out Morgan Hasn't Seen, which is the other show on this feed. We are right in the middle of our teen movies series right now, where I'm watching teen movies from the late 90s should... and the early 2000s for the first time. Which you should and... absolutely follow because it is amazing <laughs> and honestly oh, so good. I'm reliving my childhood. It's so good. I mean, you could probably get you could probably gather from my thoughts on, on those movies that I don't <sighs> tend to I don't I don't tend to look too much into movies. No, I'm enjoying them, but I don't tend to look too much uh, into movies. Um, as if I if I like something, I like something, and deep analysis is good sometimes. Um, I did not expect to get so wonderfully deep into Cinderella, but I'm glad we did because it was incredibly interesting, and that's what we bring. That's what that's what Rachel's on for, especially when it comes Aww. to Disney, because she's perfect sure. when it comes. If you need a Disney specialist for any of your podcasts, call Rachel Silvestrini on 87165201. I don't know if that's even a real number. Or I just, just find me on Twitter at, at Rachel or at RM Silvestrini. Or just do that's that. It. You can find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at the purple don with a three instead of the e in the because three is the magic number or on Instagram at just the purple don because there's no three and it makes everything a little bit difficult but also a little bit easy but you know what would I be if I wasn't both difficult and easy that's a strange <laughs> thing to say this has been uh. episode <laughs> 70 of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Rachel's laughing and, well, that's a nice way to finish, isn't it? Until next week, guys. I don't know what we'll be doing next week, but I'm sure it will be made very clear by the time you listen to it, probably from the title of the episode, um, because I doubt that I'm going to leave that blank. Guys, until then, from Rachel... Let's shout goodbye to the people, Rachel. Come on. Bye. Bye. Love you.